Should Americans give up using the 50 and $100 bills to limit criminal enterprises? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey spoke with an advocate of this idea to get his point of view. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. We're talking with Kenneth Rogoff, the Thomas D. Cabot Professor of Public Policy and Professor of Economics at Harvard University. He's the author of The Curse of Cash, How Large Denomination Bills Aid Crime and Tax Evasion and Constrain Monetary Policy. Professor Rogoff, the central theme of your book is that we need to phase out most paper money. What denominations would you want to do away with? Let's understand that paper money is being used less and less in legal tax compliant transactions and not going to fade away completely. We'll have small bills for a long time, but it is fading without any action by the government. But $100 bills, $50 bills, which most people don't really depend on very much, are still in huge demand in the underground economy. People buy $100,000 lots of used cars with laundered money. There's the drug business, and there's massive, massive tax evasion. So my suggestion is to very gradually phase out large denomination notes, 50 and 100, maybe in 20 years, 30 years, if cash has come down to being, say, 1%, half a percent of all transactions, which I expect it will be, we might consider phasing out even to 20. But understand that would be in a world where people were hardly using it already. What percentage of transactions are cash today? The percent of the number of transactions, about a third. But the value of transactions is well under 10% and sharply declining. Cash is used for small payments, $5, $7. It still rules there. But when you start getting to $100, it's become very unimportant, again, for legal tax-compliant transactions. People use debit cards, credit cards, electronic transfers, checks, and even smartphones will soon pass cash. It only plays a minor role there. And yet, why are there $3,600 bills for every man, woman, and child floating around the world, at least half in the United States? What's going on there? And I think the answer is they're being used in the underground economy. Obviously, few people keep that sort of cash around. So where is it all physically located? We actually don't know. We know where it's not. We know from surveys, from data on cash registers, bank vaults, maybe the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury can account for 10% of the money, maybe a little bit more. We think that maybe 40, 45% of cash is outside the U.S., The U.S. is very unique in that way, but it still leaves a good $2,500 for every man, woman, and child inside the United States. And the money outside the United States, by the way, isn't necessarily being just used for nice purposes. It's used by drug lords, rebels, oligarchs, arms dealers, you name it. Let's understand, if you can cut crime and you can cut tax evasion by 5%, this is a big win. Of course, we'd like to cut crime 100%, but a lot of the different policies, having more police, what we do with prison times, if you can knock 5% off crime, it's fantastic. So this is a very low-cost way of doing it, and it may sound like a small number, but it's not. We're talking about 
really in the case of tax evasion, just at the federal level, 500 billion a year. So if you can cut five or 10% of that's 25 or $50 billion a year. And the costs of crime are actually probably quite a bit larger. And again, if you can knock it back a few percent with fairly minor costs, it's a good idea. And the first step, if this were going to happen, would be congressional action? Curiously, this is something the Treasury could do on its own. The Treasury has the ability to get rid of bills. They could bring back the thousand if they felt like it. I do think it would be a good idea to have a congressional committee look at it, to have it studied. I don't think this is something that should be done overnight. It's something that should be looked at slowly, get public opinion, and then phased in. Professor Kenneth Rogoff from Harvard University, the author of The Curse of Cash, How Large Denomination Bills Aid Crime and Tax Evasion and Constrain Monetary Policy. Professor Rogoff, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That's it for another edition of InfoTrack. If you'd like to learn more about our guests or topics, our web address is InfoTrackRadio.com. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pear.com. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack.